I was a 17-year-old brat. My mom and stepdad had moved away, leaving me to sleep on a friend's sofa. The youngest of five, and by far the most troublesome of five, it must have been a relief to my parents to be rid of me. No one knew how to handle me. With little or no adult supervision, one day a friend of mine begged me to go spelunking, cave exploring, with him and a couple of other friends. It will be great, said Mike. There's an underground river in it and a beach that you can only get to by swimming underwater, but no one has ever reached it. That's our story today. Stay tuned to Christian Holiness Daily. Welcome to Christian Holiness Daily. I'm Steve, and today's episode is called Rescued from the Depths. It will be great, said Mike. There's an underground river in it and a beach that you can only get to by swimming underwater, but no one has ever been able to reach it. But three or four people have died trying, said Bobby, his brother, nodding in agreement. Guys, I said, if no one's ever been able to reach it, then how do you know it's really there? It just is, they said. Come on, you'll see. So we drove a couple hours south of town before turning off into the wilds of the Ozark Mountains. Squeezed between two hillsides, the opening was barely wide enough for us to sliver through on our bellies. Inside, though, one could sit up. In a lower cavern, we were able to stand up, and it's then that we heard the sound of rushing waters in the distance. We crawled through to an even deeper passage that opened up into a large cavern. That cavern was cold and damp, and at the far end, an underground river rushed beneath, beneath about a 10-foot drop. A rope had been tied that led from the top into the water and disappeared. There it is, said Mike. Stripping down to his shorts, he plunged in, flashlight in hand. I was scared, I gotta tell you guys. Two other boys followed, and I was the last one to dive in. I I was afraid of being pulled under by the current and sucked into those rocks. I was even more afraid, though, of being called a chicken. Eventually, I did dive in, and when I hit the water, guess what? My flashlight went out. The boys then dived underwater, and I was left in the dark. They followed the rope underneath the fallen stalactite and came up just out of sight beyond a rock to the right of me. I could see the glow of their lights around the corner, but I was left completely in the dark. They taunted me and told me to follow them, but I had no idea how to get there and no light to guide me. I could make out where they were, but just barely. At last, I could take no more of their name calling. I dove underwater into the icy darkness. I followed the curve of the slimy stalactite until I found the rope, and then I followed it and came up about 20 feet away beyond a large rock. There was a little mud beach that they all sat on, and it was covered with old beer cans and the remains of several campfires. We were not the first ones to make this journey as we thought. This had been a party spot for years. I've often looked back on that day and the many summer days that followed it, where the four of us visited that cave and brought girls that we wished to impress, 
And I now wonder why it's so easy to follow the taunts of peer pressure and so hard to follow the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Why is it so easy to fill the desires of my body and so hard to even feel the leading of the Spirit? Why is it so important for us to please the ego while we neglect pleasing God? That summer was all about following the call of the cave, not about following God's call. And I learned the hard way that it's not always best to give in to peer pressure. You see, several weeks later, several visits later, some of us went back out to the cave with girlfriends. The girl that I was with lost hold of the rope and was swept away into the rocks just like I thought I might be. Before she was able to come up for air, she had a gash on her forehead. She was barely able to swim out of the water with my help. We climbed up that rope together and out of the cave. And when we came to the top into the daylight, I discovered that she was covered from head to toe with blood. That gash on her forehead was bleeding profusely. The cut took several stitches. And it was all that her dad could do to keep from pummeling me. He wanted to beat me to death, and I deserved it. And quite frankly, I would have felt better had he done it. God eventually took me to the place where I begged him to fill me with the Holy Spirit and keep me from such temptations. But it took me many more tragedies and many more years before I heeded his call. That cave has since been blocked off. The pile of rocks in front of it reminds me that God no longer lets me plunge down to such depths. Instead, he protects me. By filling me with his spirit, he has given me the strength to... Well, he's given me the strength to live. Because what I called living back then when I was 17 was really no life at all. There's a psalm that expresses the gratitude that I have for his rescuing me. Kind of captures that uh, thankfulness for rescuing me. Psalm 116, verses 1 through 8. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me, and I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. And God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death. My eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. That's actually Psalm 116 verses 1 through 9 in the NIV. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Christian Holiness Daily. I hope you'll come back and listen again.